Welcome to The Money Mavens, a podcast for the ambitious female business owner that loves money and desires to create a business and lifestyle up-level. With myself, Charlotte Balbier, multi-seven-figure brand builder, and my partner in success, Josie May, global six-figure business coach. Join us for all things business and lifestyle, combined with our strong opinions, a few naughty words, lots of fun, and a double dose of luxury. So pull up your seats at the success table with us, Charlotte and Josie, the Money Mavens. Hello, and welcome to the Money Mavens. And today we're going to talk about resilience in business because one, you need it, and two, it comes up all the time. Um, so we were like, let's dedicate a full episode to it. So, and the thing with resilience is it's not something that people notice. Sorry, did I just cut you out? I, I was about to give a really profound sentence. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the moment's gone now. Sorry. I'll show resilience and let you go. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I cut her off. Um, we'll wait for Charlotte's powerful moment in a minute. Whilst I, <laughs> try, so whilst I try and remember what I was going to say. Uh, oh, yeah. The thing with resilience is... Oh, yeah, this is profound. Just wait for it. Just wait for it. Take a moment. <laughs> Grab a pen and pay it to a pencil. Um, the thing with the resilience is often people don't realize that what they require is resilience. And so they're looking for some sort of answer. They're looking for some sort of magic wand. Yeah. And really what they need is good old boring resilience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, it's not sexy. Yeah, and when you kind of tell people, they're like thinking that you're going to give them some secret. I think people but think there's this magic there way to be successful in business that can get around the fact that a lot of it's monotonous. A lot of it, you have to do things that don't feel, you know, that you wouldn't want to be doing all day. You know, in the beginning, you do have to do these things like getting visible, marketing your business, consistently talking about your offer. Those things are you have to be resilient to keep doing that because it can get difficult. Yeah, and this kind of leads me on to my very profound moment Sorry. that I'm going to have here. Take a bit of Drum roll, please. <laughs> what I have observed in all the years that I've been in business is that people, when they lack resilience, they get really tired. They get tired of showing up. They get tired of the coming back and they get tired of the whole thing. And what they do is they don't learn to rest when they feel like that, they quit. Mm. And I see it happen and that's why so many businesses fail. And I've been like observing it and looking at it and I'm like, well, what do you need to do? And you know, you you, you must never give up. That's the thing. To yeah. be resilient, it means that you don't give up. Mm. And it's okay to rest or to take a minute as long as that rest doesn't turn into quitting or you get so kind of fed up that you just quit without even taking the rest. So that's kind of like what you need to think about that you're gonna get tired, you're gonna get fed up, you're gonna get moments where it doesn't feel as good as it as it did or, you know, all those things, but you've got to learn that that's part of the ride. I mean, you've got to, in a way, suck it up. Like, I know it's tough, but suck it up. And if you really want to grow a big, successful business, you have to get more and more resilient. So there's different parts of resilience as well. There's resilience for the monotonous, and then there's resilience for the difficult. And so difficult things, let's let's talk about them. So somebody being unhappy with the service you provide, or somebody asking for the money back, or 
somebody writing a bad review. These are all things that can happen in everyone's business. And the more you grow, the more they're going to happen. Because there's more chance, because there's more clients, therefore. You can have a brilliant thing. If you think like, say for example, one of the most successful businesses in the world, and I like to talk about them because I am a very loyal customer, but Apple. And Apple are a, you know, big billion dollar business. Very, 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 very successful. How many negative reviews do you think they've got? Probably billions, yeah. like millions. Like, but do they do they let that stop them? No. Do they focus on on those negative reviews, or do they keep attempting to be the best at what they do? And you know, as your business grows, for a long time, I didn't have anything rocky in my business. I didn't have anything where, for example, somebody couldn't pay for something, or I didn't. I didn't for a for. A, and the reason I didn't have that is because I didn't have that many clients. The, yeah, I had a handful of clients kind of thing or not many clients anyway but as you grow these things are more likely to happen and they are difficult they are difficult especially the first time they happen it can really oh, knock, knock you, you. Yeah. confidence massively wobbles massively say. and you know it's easy in those moments to think I can't do this I cannot do this and you know sometimes a couple of things can happen in a row um I was working with somebody and somebody gave them feedback about their new program. And basically she changed her program. Somebody gave them feedback that they didn't like it. She didn't mention the 20 people that had said that they did like it. What she really focused on was that one person that didn't like it. I'm not getting this right. And this isn't, this isn't just her. This is what we all do. Oh yeah. I mean, how many people hang on to that one negative review, but they might have a hundred amazing ones but and we, we all we do it yeah. and it's like or say you've um a hundred people could tell you you look great and one person could not be very nice and say you don't but you'll hold on to that and it'll completely destroy your self-confidence and it's 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 because we've put so much emphasis on what other people think i know and, how, and we like judge ourselves on what other people are judging and it's actually pretty awful like when you look think about reviews they're great, but they also can be really damaging. And it's like, you know, yeah. I never really thought about that because I'm a big like one that I, you know, if I'm going to hold this thing, I, we always do this as well. We always skip to the worst ones, don't we? And with, I always check on all the ones that reviews. For, like, the, the, the... But people write reviews for two reasons. They write a review because they're really happy or they write a review because they're really unhappy. Mm. You don't in the middle think that was okay, I'll write a review. Nobody yeah. does that. So when you look at holidays, you get really great ones or really terrible ones. And it's not, it doesn't mean that the, the holiday or all the whatever happened, the service, whatever, wasn't good. It might just not have been what they, their expectations might be. Like I've um, read reviews of hotels where I've been and thought, oh my God, that was amazing. And just out of curiosity, you know, you start like looking to see what other experiences people had and then, They've not, somebody else has not enjoyed it. And they've found some of the things that you found amazing, not great. But that's because that's not their, maybe their kind of holiday. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it, it's all part of resilience. And what I've learned, a little trick for you now, is when things are difficult in my business, I, if they say something goes difficult, so say, you know, maybe there's something that's a bit of a challenge. So it could, for example, say, for example, if today Charlotte and I get a bad review. I now, don't get me wrong, that would knock me, but I now try to look at this, okay, this is the universe setting me up for my next level because I know that as we grow, everything grows. And so that means I have got to be able to hold the hard with the great. 
we can't just expect to grow in business and just be expect only the good to grow because everything grows doesn't it and that's why you know like if you go to like they really push it you go to a restaurant maybe you're in the shop and they've got like they're always asking for feedback yeah film this survey will give you a hundred pounds you know gift voucher whatever it's because they want the feedback and they they don't want just the good they want the bad because that's where the growth is for and that's where the learning is that's how they can get better you don't get better if someone just keeps saying oh yeah you're amazing everything you do is amazing well then what you, what, what have you got with it you want people to say you're really good at this but actually you'd be better i'd prefer it if you did this and it would be better if, and i like it when you do that that's where you have the growth so and it only and you've got to remember that, that one person's view isn't enough so these people want yeah. hundreds of, of responses because then they want to see a pattern they're not going to listen to one person who says actually your potatoes aren't good like that i want i'd prefer them like this but if 10 people said your potatoes would be nicer mashed instead of boiled or whatever then they'll be like okay it looks like there's a pattern here and so don't put so much emphasis on on one thing but also know that resilient if you want your business to grow if you want a million pound business million dollar business even if you want a six-figure business you're gonna have to be resilient there's gonna be times when it's difficult there's gonna be times where somebody does a charge back or asks for the money back or says they want a refund or all of these things happen to businesses all businesses it's not a reflection of how good you are it's not a reflection of how bad you are it is just how it is mm -hmm. and so you've got to learn to handle this if you yeah. want to be successful i mean knowing people like we know people with whether it's things i've done in the past what i'm doing now one thing that you can definitely limit these kind of things on is managing people's expectations yeah if you manage people's expectations and people need information they need to know what to expect you need to step by step them through they need to know then there's less likely that they're going to come back to you and say because people only get upset about something when it's not met their expectation of what they thought it was going to be so it is really really important to be clear to be clear but but you also can't some people well, yeah, just take have, things out on you like you it's never yeah yeah it's not you can trigger you. things can't yeah, you totally. like you know we can we talk about things that can trigger people and so if people get triggered they can like feel like they're being attacked and they're not often you know a lot the way people respond to things is all about them and often not so much about you um but yeah, it's it's and some people you just can't manage their expectations because their expectations are just completely and utterly ridiculous. Ridiculous. And it is nothing to do with you. It's just that they are not happy with anything. And I've seen that when it comes to product-based businesses or people that um are in like hospitality. I've seen it very much in those two things because it's very hard to manage your expectations around stuff. I've got a friend, shout out to Sophia who I have never been out in a meal with where oh, she gosh. doesn't complain. Yeah, you're right. She, I've never been to a meal out for a meal with her where she doesn't complain because she has such high standards when it comes to eating out. And we always laugh. We're like, oh, what's she going to complain about this time? And <laughs> that's just like her, her, her standards are so high when it goes for eating out. Um, and she doesn't know why. We laugh about it and she laughs about it as well. Um, but you know, like for her, I don't know if I was a restaurant owner, yeah, God. I hope she's not a regular anyway because I bet they're like, Oh, god, when she comes in, oh, not her again. <laughs> um, but you know, she loves eating out, but she also has high expectations, she's not afraid to yeah. voice those she expectations. She's she to say how she feels about anything, which is great. 
Um, and we can, I mean, how many times have you not finished something and they come and take it away or something and they go, everything okay? And you go, yeah, it was great. It was lovely. I mean, actually, you've just it was really awful. Not... Yeah. yeah. But I'm like the opposite. We to like when, get into it. Yeah. When we went to Centre Parks, we went to this like, um, is this Centre Parks is like a holiday village in the UK. It's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is expensive for what it is, really. And um, we went out for dinner to a pub. Like there was like a pub meal. And it was like nice food. And I got a steak and I asked for it to be medium. And honestly, it was oh, it was charcoal. It was, it was so it was so well done. It was hard to chew. And it was like 28 quid or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, I just couldn't eat it. And my my husband was like, right, well, we're not paying for that. I'm going to tell him. And I had to walk out. That's how pathetic I was. Oh, really? In that moment, I think I was a little bit hungover, so I couldn't fit. I just thought, I can't listen to this because the waitress was so lovely. Aww. She was so lovely. And I just had to walk off and let him deal with it. That's pathetic, isn't it? No, because, you know, you don't like delivering. You don't like obsessing people. I don't like obsessing people. It's because you like the waitress. You didn't I did like the waitress. Actually, it's not her fault. I know. She's not fucked it. I know. And so actually, I, if it's going to blame anyone, it's the chef. I know. And then it. I thought, what if the chef's new? This is what I start thinking. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then you're like, he's going to get into trouble. I was like, I don't want him to get into trouble. What if he's new? Or do you know, I did new? the other day. So I, this is, again, with me overthinking like you do. So I was in the co-op, and um, which is like a little general store. And when you go to the till, it comes up. And right when you can't avoid it, it's like, asks you to say whether you're happy or you're not happy and everything and the way it's laid out is almost back to front so I accidentally pressed highly dissatisfied <laughs> rather than highly satisfied now Josie could tell you that I am a regular at my co-op because my son loves fresh croissants every morning this is how spoiled he is he they do them there fresh and we have to go at 7am and he knows everybody in there and apparently there's like a posse that goes in at 7am yeah, there's a 7am posse uh, where we all go in and get our fresh croissants coffees and whatever and um harry will not have one out of packet he has to have a fresh one this is what i'm creating so you've created I'm this creating yeah. this monster. monster anyway you obviously get to know people in there and i accidentally pressed it and i was mortified and i was like oh my god are you gonna get into trouble and she was like oh well you know just go against you and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> right i need to speak to the manager and i got like really upset and upset because i really don't want to you know and then i thought it's one little thing and she said oh, it happens all the time and i was like well they need to get that sorted because i don't want you getting into trouble and like i felt really really bad <laughs> And I thought about, and I'm still obviously thinking about it, and that was probably weeks ago. So, yeah, you know. we're as bad as each other, aren't we? Sometimes we're being softies. Yeah, total softies, because you don't want, I don't want to unnecessarily. Because I, I also, I'm also aware also, of I've human error. There, and I've been there, I've been yeah. that person working in a bar when I was at uni. Or, That's it. You know, when, like, when someone's not, something's not gone right, and you take it really personally when you're younger, don't you? Like, it is the end of the world if someone says something bad about you. And so. I always think that, like, there is human error, like, they over, they overcut my state, like, you know. It's not I, the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. I don't want anyone getting in super trouble. Like, chain, you know, take, I should have maybe sent it back earlier and got another one, and it, but I didn't, and I didn't kind of want it after that. Do you know what I mean? Where it puts you off. But I also didn't want anyone getting in trouble. I understand that it's human error. And um, yeah. I'd rather pay £27 for <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband was paying, so I didn't care. <laughs> and then be really hungry when you get home. Anyway, he, we didn't pay for it. We got He got it knocked off. Yeah. So if you have a setback in business, 
instead of seeing it as a setback, what about if you reframe it as an opportunity to learn, grow, and be grateful for the lesson? Say, okay, thank you. Thank you for the lesson. Okay, this is not a setback. This is me having this opportunity to make my business better. So that's something that you can do because so many people get stuck in the moment when actually you can see it as the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that you definitely need to be doing that's going to really, really help with resilience, and it's something that always is the first to slip, and it's self-care, and it's exercise, and it's anything that's going to fill your cup back up. And what yeah. we mean by that is... So what we found a lot with our clients, and we notice this quite a lot, is they go into busy, busy, busy mode, and they feel overwhelmed, and they feel like there isn't enough hours in the day. And we say, okay a morning routine in place and it's like we I haven't got time for morning routine and we, we say like take a bit of time to like journal do some movement like take a walk but to get yourself in the right mind do something I'm not mindset saying for the day you're going to do everything on our we've got a rise to riches document that you can download if you need help around that you might not be you might look at it and think I can't possibly do all that but if you just cherry pick two things one yeah. thing to start with if you're going to do anything, exercise. It's so important. It's really going to build that resilience. If you are strong in your body, you're strong in your mind. Totally. You know, so that's one thing that's going to fill your cup back up again. Are you drinking enough water? Because I bet you're drinking enough coffee, but are you drinking enough water to go along with it? Are you sleeping well? Yeah, are you sleeping well? Are you having time to go and maybe it's having your nails done is like something that makes you feel really good or a massage or getting your hair done or having Reiki. Find something. One of my clients just really got into acupuncture and she's like, oh my God, it's changed my life. But it's more than just the acupuncture. It's that time, that moment she gets to drive there and listen to our podcast, lie down for an hour and get looked after, drive back. You know, it's like all of that. And it's like, you're giving yourself permission to say, I'm worth it. You're slowing down. I'm worth this time. Yeah. So if you're not feeling resilient, it's because you're probably knackered as well. So, And honestly, it sounds counterproductive, but you slow down to speed up. Yes. Like when you're in overwhelm or you're in busy, 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 you are not productive. You are, you are, you make mistakes. You miss things. But when you really slow down, you can prioritize. You can get clear on what's important. And then you can kind of be a lot calmer in you in in the the steps that you do take and it 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 works wonders it works wonders and it gives you back time and you're happier mm. you're happier like we on the whole work four days a week and you know some would think okay working four days a week you're not getting enough hours in but actually you get more done because you you've got <clears throat> You've, we've only got that time but what we do know is now and again we might work on a Friday because we fancy it but we know that we've got on a Friday we can do our self-care things we can get our nails done we can get a massage we can take a walk we call it, it's, it's a, we call it life admin but actually I was like it's just female admin yeah <laughs> it's just femme admin because we can't get all our stuff done get stuff done yeah but, but it's we, stuff that makes you feel good but we also every morning go to the gym so we do the school run and then we go to the gym and that's like a non-negotiable yeah it is you and know, it like sets we, you up for the day. We've got somewhere we need to go, actually, on Friday with business. And I forgot for a second the gym. And I said, oh, well, we'll get there for, like, half nine. And then, and then we were both like, no, we go to the gym. We'll get there after the gym. But it's yeah. a non-negotiable. Like, we have to go and do that because it's what sets us up for the day. 
you know, so build those things in and you will feel more resilient. Uh, another way that you are never going to get resilient is if you don't develop your team and learn how to delegate because when you delegate is when you grow. When you grow is when you get resilient. So it all is like, to me, when I think about all these things, it's like all the pieces coming together. Mm. It's like I imagine, you know, you're building a wall of resilience and you've got to have all the pieces. And if you take out a brick, you're going to have a hole and then the water's going to get through and that's when you start to, to, you know, break down. And if you haven't got a big team now, you'll still have a team around you. It might be like your team of childcare. So it could be that, yeah. you have, say, your mum looks after your kids when you're working. That's part of your team if you see it that way. Um, you're, if you've got a cleaner, that's part of your team. If you've got a VA that does some, you know, a bit of your graphics work for you or something, that's part of your team. It doesn't have to be four people that work full time for you to develop your team. It's just about having clear boundaries, having clear instructions, knowing what to delegate and not trying to hold on to everything yourself. Like it's okay to pass over tasks to delegate um, because if you don't, burn out. Burn out. So um, another thing is, you know, to be really mindful of how you're speaking to yourself. And you know, we always say, you know, like, careful what you're saying because you are listening but it's so so true so think about what are you saying to yourself are you saying to yourself I'm not doing enough um I'm not good I'm failing everyone else is better than me all these really unhelpful things that we sell to our, say to ourselves is then breaking down that resilience but imagine if you were saying to yourself right now I'm doing the best I can right now I'm where I'm meant to be I'm doing an amazing job I look at all the things I've achieved oh I'm good. strong I'm powerful. I'm in, I'm standing in my power. You said all these things. I've got this, you know, all those. Suddenly, just the way I said that. Oh, I felt it. Felt it. Mm. It's like, feels good. Your words are powerful. They're really powerful. Say them out loud, loud. Like, go on a riff like Charlotte did then. It can really change the way you're feeling. Give yourself a TED Talk. Whenever Give I get some... like that, I'm like, oh, I'm on a TED Talk. Uh, like, yes. I'm on a stage. And you know, notice when you're putting yourself down, like, can you imagine you had a partner that kept saying you're not good enough, or you're not working hard enough, or you're rubbish, or a friend, you wouldn't want to be anywhere near them, would you? But we're doing that to ourselves. Well, you start to believe them. Yeah. That's what happens in a, in a you know, and it is an abusive relationship, yeah. whether it, because you can happen at work, you know, like I've heard, I know people that have been, um, you know, can be bullied at work or it could be bullied in a relationship. And, you know, you start to believe those things. But the same, you can almost do it to yourself. Totally. Telling yourself and then guess what's showing up, that manifested version of this truth. It's not your truth. That isn't the truth. So really, really think about what you're saying to yourself. Another one that is so key, and let me tell you, this is a game changer, like an absolute game changer, Seek support. So if you need to build your resilience and you need a coach or you need to be in a mastermind, honestly, game changer. Game changer because, like, it you can't get stuck in the lack of resilience or the feelings of being quit when you've got someone supporting you or you've got a group supporting you. Resilience is so much easier when you've got support. Resilience is so much easier when there's someone you can say to, I'm scared or I don't know what to do. Or, you know, somebody just try ask for the money back. Oh, is my business falling apart? And then you've got a, you've got someone that can help you through that. You've got a group in a mastermind. It's great as well because people can share their experiences. And, you know, you don't have to do this on your own. You really don't have to do this on your own. 
it's great to have support. You know, that's why we do this. That's why Charlotte and I, you know, help women in business because we know the difference it makes when you've got that support. Yeah, it's totally been a game changer for both of us and also a game changer for the hundreds of women now that we've supported. So it's it's not a weakness, it's a strength when you ask for help and mm. take that support. I promise you. So next thing, you want to face your fears and challenge yourself both in and out of your business. So how we do one thing is how we do everything. We say this a lot, but like where... We say it every episode. I think we do, and that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like definitely flavor of the last few months. Um, but like where else are you facing your fears? Where are you challenging yourself? Like are you being honest in your relationships? Are you having those difficult conversations? Are you going for it? Are you stretching yourself in the gym or when you when you're making new friends? Like where where are you facing your fears? Because when you stay in your comfort zone, your very uncomfortable comfort zone, it just feels crappy. And you're not going to build resilience from there because you're not being resilient because you're just staying safe. Mm-hmm. And staying safe keeps you small. Maybe the thought of being brave in business sounds a bit too scary at first so you can start doing it in other areas of your life so and this is going to sound really stupid when I say this but I have a fear of escalators if I go on and I mean I say I have a fear like a really bad irrational I need to the speakman do you know the speakmans that are on there this morning do you know who I mean no Josie's looking at me if you listen to you know the speakmans are you'll know who I mean they're amazing uh, and they get basically they coach you to get over your fears that's how bad my fear is about um, escalators. I can't even walk past them in a, in a shop without my heart races. I feel sweaty. I feel sick. But if I really want to challenge myself in work, I will challenge myself to go up one. I can't quite go down one yet on my own, but I can go up one. I know that sounds ridiculous, but can I tell you that I get off and I think, if I can do that because that's my worst fear, I can do anything. <laughs> Now that sounds ridiculous, I know, but I'm sharing it with you because I want to know that you to know that everybody has things. Another one might be that you have heights. So go, so go and look over a high building. Go and go do eight. Go eight. Well, yeah, well, that's what I did that time, didn't I? Because I don't like them, and that I'll never do it again. But I tell you, I'm <laughs> glad I did it. I, it was amazing. It was the it was the worst best day ever. Do you know I it's cried funny? And laughed in equal measures and screamed. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's funny because I went to. Thought Park with my son recently, and he loves roller coasters. My twelve-year-old loves them, and um, I haven't been on them for years. Like I went on them all, and do you know I felt so brave afterwards? I was like, I can do this, and it felt. Don't get me wrong, I was terrified, but it felt so good. So you can do things like that, like things that just challenge you a little bit. Having those difficult conversations, they're great to make you feel good afterwards. Definitely. I mean, what it does is it releases endorphins by you doing that. It's like it does make you realize that you can overcome your fear. So start with something in your personal life. And then if you can do that and that's your biggest fear, maybe it's holding a spider. I don't know. Um, I hate frogs, you know, like holding a frog or anything. Do it. And then suddenly doing that thing in business, having that difficult Feels like nothing. asking for the sale. I'd rather ask for the sale than jump out of a plane. <laughs> you know so 
think of it in that way. You don't have to just do the big thing at work. You could start with something small because like you've just said for the millionth time, how you do one thing is how you do everything. <laughs> um, and so develop your own toolkit of coping techniques. Like what can you do that resets you? So like some people like, for me, I like to take a bath or take a walk. That really helps me to kind of, yeah. it's like slow down. Cause I'm, a, my head's a bit busy. I'm a fast paced person. And so when I get into like a bit of angst, I go faster. And actually that is the worst thing I can do. So yeah. I know to reset me, I need to she slow down. Like the Duracell, like yeah. buzzing round. And so if I'm feeling a bit angsty, I go faster and faster and faster. So I know the thing for me is to slow down. So I'll take a walk uh, out in nature or I'll take a bath. And that really helps book a massage, something like that for me. What about you, Charlotte? What helps well, I said to you before that I feel a bit emotional at the moment and I feel like I've got loads of emotion in my, I hold all, well, a lot of people hold their emotion in their um, throat. Like throat because that's one of the chakras that gets blocked. And I said to you, I, I feel like it's really, really blocked. And then you said, oh, you're not speaking your truth. And then we got into a conversation and I said, I know what I need to do. I need to go and have Reiki because that's what moves it for me if I go and have Reiki she'll put the crystals she'll do the Reiki it'll lift move the chakra and I'll feel really really good so I'm actually going to book that tonight because I need to have like that's in my toolkit like, I have a bath I do my exercises do all, like, there's loads of things that I do every day but there's certain things that I need to do when it's a bit bigger than yeah than, than I can shift definitely get that booked in absolutely no and I'm definitely going to because I can't cope with this keep on crying about absolutely nothing but you know that could be hormone related as well like there's so many different things but instead of kind of suffering it's like no well, I'll find a solution and I know yeah. that Reiki really helps me massively massages and anything to do with self-care really helps me like I'm desperate to go and have a facial and at the weekend like I went and re replaced all my Clarins creams and potions and lotions because I knew it would make me feel better and I said to you today I've got to feel so oh, better yeah. I'm waking up in the morning feeling refreshed because my nighttime routine is back in place because I'd let it go um you know over the summer and stuff and now I've got it back in place and that really really helps me and that's part of my toolkit and everyone's toolkit can be different and it doesn't need to cost loads of money it can be something that's free to something that's really expensive it can be whatever you want it to be so look at your toolkit it's also really important to get to know yourself and learn about your own triggers and how you can limit those like what does trigger you and so I'll give you an example for me if I'm feeling overwhelmed what triggers me is looking through Instagram mm. and so if I'm feeling not good and then I look through Instagram, I feel worse. It's like I'm looking for evidence that I'm not good enough. And so I'm certain, oh, look what she's doing. Look what they're doing. Look, you know, <clears throat> it makes me feel crap. It's like it's punishment. And so I know now, if I'm not feeling good, I am not going to scroll Instagram. It's just not going to happen. Do you, um like, take your app off or...? Um, I have taken my app in the past. I've got pretty good at it now, not to just not look at it. I have got better at not looking at it because I just know how crap it makes me feel. So and do you think you I move my phone away? Yourself, I know how it's going to make me feel, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I kind of move my phone away. So I go and put my phone in my bedroom or that's good. Go for a walk and leave my phone because it's a big trigger for me. Do you know any of your triggers? Well, yeah, I mean that that probably is what. Although I I definitely have limit not even intentionally I've just been limiting my I don't think I'm enjoying it maybe as much I don't know um 
things that trigger me is when I make it about me. If someone says something and it's not what I want to hear, instead of thinking it's about them, I make it about me yeah. and take it and then like attack myself. I'm not good enough or, yeah. and it's like, no, it's not about you. So like I've learned to kind of know that the whole world doesn't, but you know, like it is like you think that everything's about you, but actually it's not, it's about them and that person. So yeah, being really good at asking more questions, understanding what someone's saying and not taking it personally um what else can trigger well yeah lots of things I suppose as well the thing that triggers me is getting frustrated because sometimes I want to be 10 steps ahead of where we are yeah and then I get frustrated and think well why aren't we what are we not doing what are we not missing you know that kind and of it's thing. not helpful yeah it's not helpful because actually we're right where we're meant to be and then I look at all like when we just recorded that happy birthday one for where we are sorry there's an ambulance going past and we looked at how much we'd achieved in that year. I actually thought, bloody hell. I know, it was a lot. <laughs> it's done a lot. We're yeah. exactly where we need to be. In fact, we're probably ahead of where we thought we would be. So, you know, like, knowing that we don't need, it's not, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, that's the hardest though, isn't it, when you're oh. ambitious? Yeah, really hard. And we do like, and we, and we want instant gratification. Oh, gratification yeah it's like i'm on day two of eating healthy again after a few weeks of being very it's <laughs> like why have a lot not lost 10 pounds yeah yet? i've lot i've put on 10 pounds i'm on day two of doing like being healthy and i'm feeling frustrated one that i've put on 10 pounds but it, I, I i you know it's no surprise that i have and two why am i not but it didn't take me two days to lose that 10 pounds did it so i'm gonna have to just suck, suck it, it up, up. And get on with it. Get to the gym and eat less. Okay, so last thing that we're going to leave you with before we sign off is about being solution-focused. So that is not saying in the problem. It's looking for a solution. And there is always one. Always a solution. And, like, this is a big thing for Charlotte and I. We are very solution-focused. And, you know, if we find ourselves not being, we'll pull ourselves up on it. But it doesn't, it doesn't help ever... N- thinking that there's no way out and it's the most difficult thing to hear from clients like you know like when people are wanting there to be a problem and everything you say is like well that won't work that can't work kind of it's like they don't want an answer and we've all been there we've all been there and it makes you feel helpless and in victim mode you've got to pull yourself out of that you do you've got to pull yourself out of it you do so being resilient is about being solution focused and it's not staying in the problem. So I hope and we hope that all those tips we've given you are going to help you grow and be more resilient business because it, when you flex that muscle on you become more resilient, you're going to become more successful. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining the Money Mavens podcast today with myself, Josie May and my fellow host, Charlotte Balbier. We are holding regular giveaways with luxury prizes for those that leave us a review. So if you've loved this episode, please go and give us five stars. We really appreciate your support. For more exciting content and inspiration in unlocking your up level, head over to our Instagram and follow the underscore money underscore mavens. The link is in our show notes. Congratulations. You are now officially a money maven. Welcome to the club. We can't wait to celebrate your success with you. See you on the next episode.